just give me your big picture here because we're looking at a very interesting time. People feel like they can find a job if they want one. They, they feel so empowered. Should they be saving their money or spending it? I mean, what's the real deal? So for me, the real deal is three things here for this market. The first, of course, continues to be COVID-19. And the hits keep coming, of course. You know, Pfizer's pushing now to have their um, shots be delivered to ages 5 to 12. Moderna's up for uh, booster approval. Uh, Merck's got this antiviral pill. And ultimately, if we can get uh, ahead of the COVID, and we're seeing great statistics here, that's going to ease the bottlenecks. That's going to allow the world workers to go back to work because the jobs are there for them. So I think that's going to ease some of these inflation fears. Second, of course, inflation is on everyone's mind, but no one cares, Nicole, as much about inflation as the bond market. And what I really liked here is today, for example, risk assets are surging, bond yields are coming down here. Why? They're taking another look at that CPI number for from yesterday and saw that the core wasn't quite as bad as the headline. And of course, we got better than expected PPI numbers. And finally, of course, earnings season started with a bang here with these big banks having some blowout numbers and basically taking a positive, constructive outlook. So there's reasons for optimism right here. I see. All right. So you can get in there and start buying. I know you have a few names for us. How about a name like Verizon, for example? I think uh, that's an interesting one. We take a look at telecom. You know, that was one that people always liked, too, for the dividends. Tell me a little bit about a name like Verizon. Why Verizon now? So Verizon is all about having number one in the marketplace. Remember, they've got 70% of their business in wireless, and every statistic shows that they have the best service and the highest consumer loyalty. And I mean, everyone loves their phones, but if your phone's not connected, where are you? And that's Verizon, of course. You get that 5% dividend. It's trading about eight times earnings. And certainly, you know, a commodity business in some ways, like providing telecom service, the, the, uh, the biggest enterprises have the best economies of scale and do best. Verizon, of course, is a, is a uh, company which also is staying focused on their core business. They haven't got as distracted as some of the competition with mergers, acquisitions, and some of the content uh, games. So we like Pfizer, right. 52-week low. Yeah, you know what's interesting here when you look at Verizon? Um, and you talked about the availability and the service, and yeah, it's huge, it's great. There's also been a lot of talk about T-Mobile, right, with 5G, and that may be their best positioned. Do you like the group overall? Is Verizon really your standout? Well, you know, the whole group has come back down. A lot of people are concerned as to how much they're going to be spending to get additional um, uh, wireless capacity to handle the 5G. But again, when there's a little bit of pressure on the group, go with the biggest and best. You know, uh, certainly the group looks a little okay. better than it did with the with the merger of, of T-Mobile and Sprint. Yeah. Would you put Chevron in uh, among the biggest and the best? Is that why you have Chevron there? A company that has increased their dividend for more than 25 years in a row, despite all the volatility in the energy patch. And what's really interesting about energy is a perfect storm here because everyone wants so badly to move to uh, green energy production. But the fact of the matter is they're cutting production um, and, and the banks aren't giving them money to expand faster than consumers can go electric with their vehicles or cut the gas to their 
to their homes. And so I think you've got this window here where energy prices keep going up because who wants to invest and, and, and get beaten down by policymakers and told by investors you're not green enough? Chevron is making some investments in that area, but they're not overdoing it the way some of the Europeans are. And of course, they've got some of these great upstream assets. It's globally diversified, 5% dividend. What's not to like? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then in the financial sector, which obviously has been one of the best, you know, energy is the number one sector of 2021, and financials are the number two best sector of 2021. And you have Capital One. Um, in fact, this stock is up about 65% this year. But, you know, people are using their credit cards. That's Capital One. Banking, Capital One. I mean, is there something about Capital One that really stands out to you? Yeah, absolutely. So Capital One is really focused on internet banking. Remember, so many of their deposits are now online deposits. So what they're doing makes so much sense is they're shrinking their branch count, which are very expensive physical presence, and instead developing kind of an internet strategy, almost like an internet retailer, and have this coast-to-coast -coast franchise with the cards. Um, and of course, with uh, consumers getting uh, having good job prospects right now, with the economy improving, um, I think the risk of bad loans is very low. They're also a great auto lender. They're partnering with all sorts of uh, auto dealerships like AutoNation and becoming the lender of choice. And of course, you pay back your auto loans, because guess what? While you're in having a cup of coffee, your car's taken away if you don't pay it back. And of course, you know, I like JP Morgan too. They're two times book value. Um, Capital One is just 1.1. And of course, it's a, it's a small dividend, but it's greater than the S&P 500, but it's only 10% of what's available for dividends. So I think they can grow it pretty fast over the next three to five years. Quality company here. 